Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. I'm running a series chatting to some really amazing women leaders in the UK tech space, and I'm super excited to share the conversations that I'm having with you. Whether you're a 1010 student undergoing your tech academy training, a consultant on placement, or you're neither of those, and you're just keen to hear from the guests that we have on, it's good to have you here. In these short sound bites, I'll be asking the guests about their journey coming into tech, some highlights from their career, and also advice that they might have for the next generation of aspiring technologists coming into the space. Kickstarting the series, we have the wonderful Raman Rai. Raman is a multi-award winning product manager at PwC. In her first year at PwC, she was named a rising star and won the Building Purpose Award and Spotlight Award. She's an ambassador for Europe's largest female and non-binary hackathon after she won the Athena Hackathon 2022, twice, and mentors hackers on how to take an early stage idea to MVP. She was named as one of Tech Women 100's 100 influential female tech leaders in the UK. She's also a One Young World ambassador and a UN Women UK delegate where she focuses on digital inclusion to empower women and children. She's also just an all-rounded, really great person and a new friend of mine. And I'm just really, really chuffed to sit down with her on this one. I really hope you guys enjoy listening. Hey, Raman. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Leah. Yeah, no worries. It's great to be on the show. So you're currently product manager at PwC. Uh, you're also, and congratulations again, the UK Tech Women 100 2022 winner. Could you tell us just a bit about your background and how that's actually made an impact on you slash kind of where you are today? Yeah, sure. And just for a bit of context, so I am born and raised in London, specifically in the southeast in Greenwich, and I've come from extremely humble beginnings. So I'm raised in a working class Punjabi Sikh household to parents who left India in their young teens without education or money and came to the UK. I then went to school um, in, in the Southeast and it was funny enough, London's top failing state school, which actually isn't very funny, but you know, it was a very intense um, experience where there was like knife crime, gang culture, drugs and racism. So it was, yeah, quite a weird time to be kind of raised in, yeah, a family where it was like quite unstable and then going to a very interesting school. But luckily enough, I did really, really well in my GCSEs. I actually got the highest grades for the school in 21 years, which is wild. And then I was fortunate enough to move to a grammar school in the local area for sixth form. But then I did terrible in my A-levels due to extenuating circumstances. But I still flipped that around and I went off and studied philosophy at the University of York and I spent a year there and then transferred to the University of Hong Kong where I literally lived the best year of my life and yeah graduated in Hong Kong and then came back to York and then yeah returned back to London. Wow that's amazing and I, do you know what I really want to kind of come into your actual your journey in tech but before that just speaking to what you said about kind of going to like a really rough school and like traveling and trying to like try again after the A-levels and how how do you think that's shaped you just kind of yeah I guess like socially and from like an introspective like perspective? Yeah that's a really good question so I guess being raised working class immigrant yeah. I use that as my superpower. I watched my parents break through so many barriers from leaving India I wasn't born but I can only assume to come into England and then, um, you know, having no education, no support network, no finances, I have watched them hustle. And I hate the term hustle, especially as a Gen Z. I don't, I don't advocate it, but that's something they did. And I think what that in turn did for me was kind of embed this amazing work ethic where I strive for excellence, I have grit, I have hard work. And I think 
that and essentially has put me in this kind of survival mindset which Mm. probably isn't a good thing Mm. but that's massively shaped who I am today so I Mm -hmm. genuinely think that this is so this is so um like narcissistic of me to say but genuinely like unstoppable like Mm. whenever I see a challenge or a barrier I don't think oh my god this is a problem and it's going to stop me Mm. from getting to where I want to be but actually I think, okay, how am I going to get around this? How am I going to make this work for me? And I think that's something that I've embedded in everything that I do. And that kind of is what got me from those not so great A-level grades to get mm. into university than to go into Hong Kong. It was, okay, I, how can I turn around not a great situation into a good one? And that's kind of what I do with, um, with everything really. Um, I try and seize every opportunity because I don't know when it will be the last. I think generationally as well, I always like to challenge the status quo. I want to kind of break barriers and yeah, just, just try and see how I can find a place for me to also excel. Just speaking to your point about potentially that being narcissistic, I don't agree at all. I think like actually, if anything, it's it's just such a good message for people to hear of like, actually hard work is the common theme in, in, in a lot of people's success. And when the world like presents you with so many trials and errors, like having that work ethic and, and, being being that person that's just always going to keep keep trying and keep going I know that sounds cliche but you've literally just presented how that how you've done that given like some of your challenges growing up if we just kind of take a step back and look at you know your journey coming into tech and how that looks like did you always want to be in the space and like what what were your goals then versus like the goals that you aspire to today I got my first computer when I was six years old and loved it I've been on social media from the age of 11 which I know is illegal but I have loved how much technology has shaped the way that I've been raised and kind of the information and content that I've, I've had access to. But I never actually thought, yeah, I want to work in tech. I actually wanted to be prime minister, funny enough. Yeah. Or I wanted to be a human, human rights lawyer, <laughs> which is quite funny. So yeah, my journey to tech has been uncon- unconventional, but I knew I wanted to create big impact. I wanted mm-hmm. to reshape society and I want to be prime minister. But when I went off to university and studied philosophy, I wanted to take the law route, but I couldn't get onto a va- like a vacation scheme because it was super difficult and I was studying philosophy. So one summer I decided to just do something experimental and I went on a marketing and advertising program. I just thought, okay, I'm in my second year. Why don't I do something in the creative space for a bit just so I'm not rolling out different options? And to be honest, that one program I did in the summer of 2018 has massively impacted my career, is in it opened doors for me to join a creative program at Google in the Silicon Valley. I also went to Cannes Lions, which is this huge, insane, bougie creative event that happens in Cannes every year. You get tons of like ad agencies, celebrities and media companies coming to kind of sell themselves. So yeah, very strange, was in the creative space for a bit. And then I jumped into consulting. And the reason I jumped into consulting is because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I didn't really know how to get there. And I figured, okay, consulting is essentially a big place where you can explore different opportunities and you get to work across so many sectors, so many clients, so many projects. And I just thought, okay, why don't I join consulting where it's basically a theme park in the corporate world? Um, so yeah, did consulting and I worked in the public sector space because I still wanted to be prime minister, but I worked solely on technology projects because I still kind of like love being around technology. Um, so yeah, my journey at PwC was th- through consulting, 
And then I kind of got involved in different elements uh, where I worked as social enterprises. But I think gradually in my kind of first two years at PwC, I realized I really like tech. And that's when I transitioned into product management. And I think that's a move that a lot of people do when they come from an unconventional route. They stay in like a, a big organization. You can kind of make that transition. And just to speak to kind of where you wanted to be versus where you are now, there seems to be like a bit of a common theme with, I guess, wanting to be a PM and a human rights lawyer. And, you know, your drive to making change, I think, is the theme there. And you, I think you're definitely, you can see that in the work you're doing now. So like in your current like product role at PwC, you know, you're developing PwC's digital flagship product, Perform Plus. You can tell it's to help build world-class huddles to improve team productivity and you know, using kind of human-centered designs. Just with that, how do you make yourself, I guess, stand out in your field? Great question and super tough. And tech is a yeah. really hard space. It really is. Mm-hmm. So the way that I've tried to stand out is from a, a few different things. I think one is tapping into your strengths. Mm-hmm. Now, you really need to identify what you're good at and what comes easy to you and then drive everything you do day to day on those strengths. So I can give a few examples of what mine are. So one strength I have is critical thinking and that's come from my philosophy degree. But I'm a, I'm a deep thinker and I ask lots and lots and lots of questions. So whenever I'm networking, which is so important to do in your career or wherever you are in your journey, I ask super intellectual questions because I'm curious and I think by asking those questions it's actually really helped me with my job as a product manager because as a product manager you're trying to solve a problem and you can only solve problems if you ask the right questions so that really helps by being curious I think the second one is I love public speaking so like this is why I'm on this podcast (laughs) Um, but I love talking I love telling stories And because I know I'm good at speaking, I will then use that in my benefit. So if I'm, again, networking, if I'm an interview, if I'm speaking to, you know, different people, I will utilize that skill and I will feel confident because I enjoy doing it and I know I'm good at it. But then also I come across confident too. So I think it's important to recognize where your strengths lie. And I think the third one, which I actually got from the marketing and advertising program is creativity. I love being bold. I love trying to think differently, innovatively, creatively. And I've been able to do that just from different experiences that I've had. What I would say is like, start off small. Don't think, oh my God, I need to go away and create a product. It can be really, really small things. So for me, it's how I have a conversation with someone. With creativity in the corporate world, um, what I tend to do is when I have an opening call with someone, you're trying to get to know somebody try and think about creative ways that you can have that conversation so at pwc we run tons of energizers and tons of icebreakers but rather than doing the standard oh what's your two truths and a lie i will come up with something a little bit different so it's just honing in what your strengths are and seeing how you can yeah bring it to your day-to-day oh i love that so much i think those are just really key three things really it's like I mean, just even to you being a deep thinker, like we were, we were saying this when we were on the phone the other day, just like how easy it is to just get really deep in the different conversations that we were having. But that is such an important skill within tech as well. So like being curious, like our clients are always telling us we want curious people, like we need curious people. We need people who, people who want to ask questions. Um, it, it's just, it's a really, really kind of, I guess, important skill to have. So that that's cool. And I think again, like storytelling, such an important trait because in tech, 
you need to be good at storytelling. You need to be good with stakeholder management. You need to be good with communication and actually explaining these really complex products sometimes that actually can't be explained very well in layman terms, but like you need to be good at that. And that is a skill in itself. Do you have advice for the next generation of, I guess, technologists and tech professionals coming into the space on like what makes what makes a strong candidate at CV without looking at their kind of tech skills and like things that have made them really good within tech but like what what makes them good and what makes them stand out I think review is, is that passion is really really important and it has set you apart but if there's anything else you can speak to that as well I think the one thing I would say is be interesting and what I mean by that is like it's great that I'm now a UN delegate I'm now part of one young world but all of this was because of very small decisions I have made over the years that have led me to where I am today and this is what will help you differentiate yourselves and I think if anyone you know who's listening is a Gen Z I think this is a great opportunity for us because we're essentially the first generation where technology comes second nature to us we understand social media we understand trends we understand marketing so there is so much value that we can bring without us actually even knowing um so yeah one of some of the ways that I've done this um, in terms of CVs is like think about how you can go above and beyond in what you're doing day to day. So like maybe outside of your studies, maybe outside of your part time job that reflects who you are as a person. So maybe your values, your interest, but it's really tapping into your curiosity. So I can give an example. So when I was at university, I really care about like social enterprises. And I think that kind of comes through with the background and the way that I was raised. But I really wanted to help ex-offenders and the homeless integrate into society. I just felt that there are, you know, a general, like a, a community of people that kind of get overlooked and I really wanted to help them. So a friend and I, we set, we set up and founded a social enterprise. It flopped, but we took a problem that we found interesting we attempted to work with ex-offenders and the homeless, which ended up being really difficult. But we learned a lot from that experience. And that is still something I talk about today, even though it was years ago when I was at university and it failed. But it's really like thinking about like, where can you find interesting problems or where is your curiosity leading you? I think that's really, really important. As in recently, I really wanted to like accelerate more in my tech career, but wasn't sure how. So one weekend I was like, okay, rather than, you know, going out with my friends, rather than raving, why don't I spend a weekend going to a hackathon? As in, I don't know what a hackathon is. I really want to understand how you build products. I really want to meet more people, but I know nothing, but I'm just going to show up and I'm just going to give it a go. I probably won't know anything, but that's how I'm going to choose to spend my weekend. And luckily enough, my team won at the hackathon and then we went again and won again, which I think was just a weird coincidence. But the point here is it's, there's no kind of like secret recipe. I would just say, sit with yourself and just ask yourself like, what am I interested in? What am I curious about? I think curiosity will take you so far and then see what you can find. Like, is it a random hackathon? Is it a random problem that you want to solve? And though, um, let's see where those opportunities take you. And those were the kinds of experiences I had on my resume or when I, you know, interviewed for One Young World or interviewed for the UN, those were the stories I spoke about. And that is what made me come across interesting and different. And I would definitely say, don't 
put so much pressure on yourself because I definitely still do this. I did it a lot in, in my journey, but I would put so much pressure on myself to come across really cool and really interesting, and really different when actually just, just follow your heart, follow what the voice says in your head and yeah, try and see how you can find different, different ways. Um, yeah, to look into your interests, look into your curiosity and yeah, thinking about more about what you enjoy. Oh, I love that so much. And again, I think just hearing that whole curiosity piece come up, it really is an important one to, to just to just have and to to really want to take ownership of is just being curious. And and then, like you mentioned, showing up, I think we take for granted just like I think when we see people in spaces and people who are actually doing well in their own fields, you forget actually that person just probably showed up and they were at a point where they had no idea what they were doing. But um, you know you, you build from somewhere and I think showing up is the very beginning so that that's really really interesting to hear and thank you so much yeah no worries whenever anyone asks me like oh my god how are you killing it I literally just go show up yeah up. yeah it's, it's a really it good point. it's a good point though and it's like like I said when people do see people like yourself killing it and just doing well in their respect respective field sorry you, you actually forget that yeah that person probably just went and had no idea what they were doing started somewhere but just again that curiosity piece and then just showing up and doing just being there and having that passion like you said as well you you'll get somewhere um Raman thank you so much honestly like really appreciate your time and I really hope that our consultants um are gonna like enjoy this as well um I'm gonna put all of your I'm gonna put your LinkedIn details kind of below and I really want everyone to just have a look and, and follow and just see what you're doing and you're, you're really killing it right now so good luck with the UN stuff um hopefully some more kind of hackathons or <laughs> other stuff to see you get up to this year as well um but honestly thank you so much thank you so much for having me Leah I massively enjoyed this and I hope everyone else that's listening that this has somehow inspired you to you know go out and do the things that you really want to do and please feel free to reach out if you find it useful amazing Thank you.